bitch, you need to hear this. Hello, hello, and welcome to the bitchiest podcast in all of the land. Bitch, you need to hear this with your bitchiest host, Katie P. And I am so excited today for this installment of my BU series for season two of the podcast. I told you guys that every other week I was going to do an episode just about being authentically ourselves and talking about things that impact many women, like a common topic or issue that we're all dealing with. In season one, it was called Our Story. Season two, it's called Be You, and it's all about being ourselves. And so sometimes I come on here and I riff on my own, you know, psychologist Katie, I come and tell you my wisdom. But today I have a guest and I am like fangirling a little bit because this is one of my favorite TikTok creators that I have today. Her name is Charlotte Warren. Hey, Charlotte. Hello. Um, Charlotte's TikTok handle, I believe, is Welcome to the Peasant Party, isn't it? That's correct. Yes. <laughs> I love that. And I know you have a very intentional reason behind why you call it that. But Charlotte does these amazing TikToks, you guys, about dating and relationships. And you all know that I'm single as fuck and very much on single talk. So like, all, like I'd say every third TikTok I get is like some white girl sad about being single. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> the algorithm, you know, it's it's got me picked out. So I stumbled on Charlotte, I don't know, probably in the last six months, I'd say. Um, and you have kind of gotten bigger because you're, and you gain traction on TikTok because you make these amazing infographics and charts to, to break down and explain the fuckery that is modern dating culture in 2022. Yep. That's me pretty much. Um, yeah, yeah um, probably started about I think it was the end of May was the first one. Um, and it was, I guess I'll share the origin story. Yeah, please do. Um, yeah. Um, so I'd been on TikTok for a while, um, more lurking, uh, usually, yeah, more lurking. I'm in digital marketing. So it was just, it's a fascinating app with a really cool algorithm, like last place you can go viral, really cool. So I was always on it, fiddling around, way too old to be on it. Um, not the typical TikTok user, but uh, yeah, like how to, you know, have a close group of girlfriends. I think we were at brunch one day and referred to a guy that my friend used to date. I used the word date as, oh yeah, the guy like Phil, the guy you dated. And she very quickly jumped in and said, we never dated. We were only talking. I said, no, you're, you're doing the the dates two, three months of that. Like that's dating. She said, no, it's talking. Um, And then, you know, just argument back and forth. Like, you know, we weren't boyfriend, girlfriend. I said, well, you're going on dates. It's dating. No, it's talking. And so like ended that conversation with like an agree to disagree, which I don't take well. I do not take <laughs> agree to disagree well. Um, so like a normal sane person, I like drew up a timeline of when this like talking state, like what is a talking stage, which I believe it's the window of time before the first date, once you're going on dates, actively dating um, and took it to TikTok to get buy-in from the world. Um, and the world bought in, people agreed with me. Um, it also started a lot of like kind of controversy back and forth as far as just like, I don't know. I think Gen Z rides hard for their talking stage, but um, yeah, kind of realize like digital marketer topic that comes up with friends a lot. Like maybe we've got a niche on our hands. Um, and then 
I think it was like the next weekend, I had a friend that kind of like, I think she was complaining about some guy who ghosted her. And it was someone who just stopped talking to her on a dating app. And to me, that's not ghosting. Um, so I, you know, was like, oh, I got, I could do another like chart on what's ghosting. Like, when is it ghosting? When is someone a bad person for doing it? Um, was starting to draw it on paper. And I was like, oh, this is too complicated. Went to PowerPoint. It's what I know. It's what I do at work. Um, so, you know, made this scale of is it ghosting or not? Uh, and then took that to TikTok as well. Um, additionally, got a lot of, um, you know, engagement or interest from the world. And then I was like, we really have a niche on our hands. I'm like, let's, you know, let's fuck with this. Let's go. Uh, so kind of kept on from there going through different like modern dating issues using the aid of charts um, on PowerPoint, like some other forms of visual aids as well. But I have a lot of fun with it. Um, that's kind of the origin story. Um, other big reason I like it, you know, aside from that, like personal interest uh, had been, like I said, lurking on TikTok a while, uh, you know, really did not care for the dating advice that was on there. Obviously, you got your men with their little microphones, mm. but you've also have like these influencer dating hot takes, you know, what goes well with the algorithm. And I really do think the best dating advice is boring on paper. So it was kind of like, let's like, you know, kind of mix this up, like make that boring advice fun, like show the nuance, the context. And that was kind of my take there. So that's kind of the origin story. No, that's awesome. And I feel like, okay, tell me if I'm wrong, because I've never gone viral on TikTok, but I feel like it's just, is it random when you go viral? Like, it's just yes. like one video and it's like, does it happen very quickly? No. Um, or it's it's very random, actually. If there's certain things I know will be will perform well, um, I'm someone that like, I don't, I rarely do anything that's under a minute. So I think that hurts me on TikTok. Everyone's like, get on YouTube, working on that right now. Um so anytime I've done like a 15 second or I'm like, holy fuck, this is, this is big. Like, I think I did one where it was like the talking stage in under 15 seconds. We're at like 5 million views. Like there is still a debate going on with like people debating verbs. Like they're like, this is a gerund talking. Like, I don't know. Like people are like debating, <laughs> like there's people from the UK chiming in on there. So, um, there's, it's definitely has to do with time. It definitely, there's certain things that I know are hot takes. Like anytime that there's a, um, you know, a, not necessarily a stitch, but a, a tag of a, you know, big influencers take um that you know is controversial um because it's like someone that you know people really like or really hate like those get people's interest um you know anything like that that's just like fun like quick concise you can kind of get a feel for but um it's random and then also things like blow up like a week later like I've definitely gotten like comments like two weeks down the line where I'm like holy fuck like how'd someone stumble across this video but yeah I think they true. start to fizzle from yeah the for you page after like two weeks or so that yeah that's true I just feel like sometimes like people will post like a story time on TikTok and like they're like didn't expect this to blow up and it's like a bajillion views and like one day I'm like how the fuck does that even happen but the for you page algorithms it is it's something else that's all I know and I'm here for it I am like one of those millennials that jumped on the TikTok train in during COVID and I was like anti-TikTok before that and now I'm like, I literally spend way too much time on there. Um, but it's so fun. And I, and I really do feel like your content because, you know, I don't, I hope you don't mind me sharing your age, but you are a millennial. <laughs> yeah. And so I think a lot of your stuff does speak to a lot of like single millennials that are dealing with being in modern dating and everybody I talk to really including myself at some point in your single dumb expresses frustration over the like it seems to be so confusing and it really isn't but I think because like you were saying of how you even started doing this 
everybody has different definitions of what things are. Oh, absolutely. I think that the buzzwords are what's really hurting us. Like what's the definite, if someone says they're looking for something casual, what do they mean by that? Is it a one night stand? Is it, you know, everything, but the label of boyfriend, girlfriend, like, you know, you hear people where it's like, oh, he ghosted me. Like ghosting used to be like, you ran away from your entire family with, and didn't leave a trace. And then now it's like, oh, he stopped, you know, talking to me on a dating app. Or it's like, you know, we went on a date, didn't express any interest. And you just waited by the phone. Like, oh, he ghosted me. It's like, no, like, here's a word that you had that used to mean like ditched your family. And now we're using it for, you know, guy maybe thought you weren't interested and stopped talking to you. So those buzzwords, it's just like, oh, I, I can't stand them. I, I like try to advise people against using them because they cause a lot of confusion. They do. And I do think there's more, con there's confusion even more so between men and women. Like, have you noticed with like people that you get commenting and like talking to you about these different definitions? Like, do you think men have like agree more with each other and women agree more with each other or is it like just it's just kind of everybody has their own individual it's so definition. interesting like it's it's real interesting like I think it's um I mean the the male female debate is exhausting and I I, I take a gender neutral approach wherever I can like I'll yeah. use like the they them pronouns like because I think anyone can be ghosted anyone can experience heartbreak I yeah. try to be positive like um like really you know hit that issue those issues from a gender neutral standpoint um I think it's definitely like related to age and like what people are looking for. Like, I think the whole talking stage, I firmly believe that if someone really wants to die on the hill of calling someone that they're going on dates with talking, um, it's probably because they're trying to like, you know, create some distance from the idea of a relationship because they ultimately don't want that. Like, I, I hate the phrase, if you're going on actively going on dates with someone that's dating, um, I get that sometimes people use the words that they hear around them. Um, but if someone else is like, oh yeah, we're dating and they freak out when you're like, yeah, I just call someone I'm going on dates with dating. Like, get the fuck away from that person. Like that's a, yeah, like that's kind of yeah. my take there. No. And I feel like too, like I remember, so my listeners know, like I call, I have um, call signs for all my ex-boyfriends when I bring mm -hmm. them up just to like keep their identities yeah. protected when I'm talking about them. So I dated this guy that I call Bueller, like Ferris mm -hmm. Bueller and Bueller and I had this conversation when we were like early dating and mm -hmm. I remember asking him, like, are we talking or are we dating? Mm -hmm. And he was like, we're talking, but we're exclusive, but we're not dating. Mm. I remember being like, what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I hate that. Like, the exclusive, but not in a – I think I did a video on that. You did. Like, you did. Exclusive, but not in a relationship status. That is such a cop-out. Because first off, it's just like – What's, you know, I think first off, I think some people are exclusive just by default and they use that to their advantage um, as they try to like reel someone in. Cause sometimes it's, it's hard Bueller, enough to find Bueller dead, Bueller dead. Yeah. Bueller. It's hard enough to find like one person who will sleep with you. So sometimes it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, by the way, we're exclusive. It's like, yeah, by default. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, it's like, it's kind of like, why, like, what's the step between like a relationship? Like, oh, I hate that. If I feel like says, I like, just watched your video on this too. Like, but like the, like the phase between when you're like on the way to a relationship, this like weird window of time. I think you made a video of like how to get out of it, like how to just define the relationship essentially. Yeah. And I think there's two very different things. Like, I think that, um, you know, as you're progressing into to a real relationship, like there's just a point where you just naturally become exclusive because you other people drop off like I think yeah a lot of people people drop off I think as you you know go into that conversation where you're defining the relationship like you didn't just go on a date with someone two days before typically you've let those people fizzle out you know there's mm -hmm. still that 
you know, you're, you haven't defined it yet. You wouldn't say we're boyfriend, girlfriend just yet, mm-hmm. but there, there is that like exclusivity piece that happens naturally. I think there's a difference between that. Um, and then you go into a conversation, you say like, Hey, like, what are we doing here? Like, is this a relationship? And the other person goes, well, we're exclusive, but not in a relationship. Like, I don't want to call this boyfriend, girlfriend. I think that's part of it's because, you know, there's exclusivity by default. And then, you know, obviously relationships do imply um, exclusivity. Obviously the poly people, like everyone's always just like, what about poly? It's like, I, I can't account for that. Like, like normal, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like normal, like header, like monog- people that are looking for yeah. monogamy. <laughs> like, exactly. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, poly is, is an option if that's what you want, but yeah. no, that we're like, this is like, do you think though? Have you had people like talk about it, if it's different for heterosexual versus homosexual relationships? So that's a challenge. So like I said, I try to be gender neutral and I try to, um, and that includes, you know, including people of all like, sexual orientations to mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm inclusive. Like I think, you know, people of any sexual orientation can experience ghosting and, um, and you know, heartbreak, everything like that. Yeah. Um, I think a challenge that I come across is just like, being inclusive versus staying in my lane and telling a story that's not mine to tell. Um, so yeah. that's, I have definitely put feelers out there that I'm, you know, looking to collaborate. Like I would love to, you know, um, you speak with someone who um, has experience like in the LGBT community dating, but it's one of those where it's like, I don't know that I could comfortably tackle it because it's not my story to tell. Um, but that's part of the reason I try to stay gender neutral where, where I can, so I can be inclusive of, you know, all groups of people. Yeah, I guess I, I ask because, you know, I have a couple of friends that are, and I've had friends in the past that are either gay or lesbian or transgender. Mm-hmm. And I, I have noticed just like anecdotally, observationally mm-hmm. that they're like the gay, the LBGTQ culture is mm-hmm. a little bit different. Like oh, gay yeah. males, like are, it, experience on average way more casual sexual interactions than women do Um, whereas like I've noticed that a lot of my friends that are lesbian they're either like single or they're like getting they're gonna marry someone yeah (laughs) the u-hauling term yes Um, the u-haul yeah yeah um and so I feel like yeah I feel like with like it's like with men and women, there's just a di- like if it were in a heteros- heterosexual relationship, I'm just talking straight about like the progression into exclusivity. Like, I do mm-hmm. feel like there is a little bit of difference, not for everybody. Like you said, I mean, anybody whether who, regardless of your sexual orientation, can experience ghosting or confusion mm-hmm. about exclusivity or like rejection in general, of course. But mm-hmm. I just feel like there are different norms and expectations with oh, totally. different sexual orientations when it comes to this. Totally. And I think, I think there's like divide, there's divides among, um, you know, the, both, both of those communities. Like I know there's, I definitely have a, um, a creator that I follow, um, who, who's gay, who talks about, you know, really hating that hookup culture, hating grinder, mm-hmm. um, obviously an experience that I could never personally speak to, but it seems like there's a divide of, you know, people that don't like the culture, um, and, you know, kind of everything that goes with that, like, um, like, you know, lesbians also, it's like masculine versus feminine, you know, what do you like? Uh, so it's, it's something where I could just, I, I couldn't speak to, I would love to, you know, talk to someone or, or, col- or collaborate in that way, but yeah. definitely just like a different dynamic for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and you obviously like as a TikTok creator, like, and you did a video on this too, that I watched recently where you were talking about dating experts that, you know, and, <laughs> and we are inundated with dating re- 
experts, relationship experts, and you kind of can't, you did a good job. I think you had a visual for, you know, coaches versus therapists, you know, versus just like creators. And like, where do you all fall in this Mm -hmm. spectrum of, you know, giving dating advice. And I think Mm -hmm. you did a really nice job, um, of, you know, talking about like, you know, what it means to be an expert versus just someone that is knowledgeable and whatnot. And I do feel like there are a lot of people that speak out of pocket on this stuff that they don't have personal experience with, but I do. And I am a psychologist myself. I, I, I'm not necessarily a date. Like I don't, I work with children mostly. Like I don't, I don't, um, consider myself an expert in adult relationships by any means, but, I do think that, you know, you're, when you're making your content, you are speaking about your own experience and you're very intentional about that. Or like your experience, people, you know, and you're, and you're, I, I've never watched a ton of your videos. I've, I personally never felt like you were like speaking on something that you weren't qualified to speak on. I think we've all been through this stuff. We all have an opinion. We all, you know what I mean? And you just do it in this really cool, engaging, visual way that has made me think. And I've sent your videos to my other single friends. I I have like a group text. We call ourselves the single girl gang because- I love it. You know, we're all like like 29 and up and we're Mm -hmm. single. And a lot of our friends are married and are on their way to being married or, you know, have kids already. And, you know, I send your videos all the time to my single girl gang. Cause like, we'll get in these debates too of like, did this guy ghost you or, you know, what, like, is this, you talk too a lot about like being in the hookup box or like like other people, like the whole debate of putting people (sighs) in different boxes and how do you get out of the hookup box? Oh God. And, you know, and I think really, and it reminded me when you were talking about even, you know, gay culture and the hookup culture, I do think the box thing is another layer, like another part, the part of something that came from hookup culture. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I I ride hard against the box theory. I I mean, I I did one today just now. Um, anytime something that talks about the whole Tinks box theory, and and that's a whole other issue. Is it's it's people. So I've had some people like, why are you bullying Tinks? It's like she's got more money from her parents than God. Like I'm not <laughs> bullying her. Like. But it's also just like how much her advice is out there. Like this is a woman who um Tinks is another creator, right? Oh yeah, she's just for the listeners. The the rich mom girl. Um just 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 for my listeners that don't do TikTok. Oh my Um, god. Yeah. She this is another TikTok creator that uses this box theory. Oh my god, she's the worst. Um, but um, yeah, so her whole thing was and so she's got big, she did like a whole thing like about like rich mom, Brentwood in LA, like just the most pretentious, bougie stuff that not an average person couldn't relate to. Like, yeah, family money, just like, you know, mm-hmm. just spouting off like ridiculous theories, um, but got big on TikTok. And then, you know, people I think were curious about her personal life and, you know, gallivanting around to parties, like meeting up with like famous dudes. People started asking about her dating life. All of a sudden she's giving dating advice that she's not qualified to give, Um and so like from there she and i think a lot of stuff because she's trying to make money um a lot of her like advice quote quote is like um you know stuff that sound that is almost like provocative like great sound bites you can say it easily 15 seconds box theory you can put it on merch mm-hmm. um you can literally like it, it's to sell merch you can say it in 15 seconds um but this box theory and it is the most asinine fucking thing i've ever heard <laughs> um so her idea is basically just like when a man meets a woman immediately sorts her into one of three boxes wants to date her wants to sleep with her or wants um, nothing to do with her 
And if he puts you in those three boxes, you'll never know what box you're in. Um, and then you can't move from box to box. So, um, you know, like date with that mindset. And I think there's two huge flaws with that. Um, I think the first one is that, um, you know, that thinking like that removes like any sort of room for accountability or reflection, um, you know, and I think that there's like some anti-woman and anti-man uh, facets to that as well. Because nobody ever claims like, I was just in the hookup box as they're trying to get to know somebody. It's always retroactive. It's yeah. always like, oh, I was in hookup box the whole time. Like if you take that like mindset and you go to someone's party or you go to a party with somebody, um, you act like a jackass and then they don't want to speak to you again. Um, and they don't talk to you. Yeah, they don't want to speak to you again. They stop talking to you. Um, and then you're just like, oh, you know, box theory, whatever. It's like, no, how you treat people matters. And it goes kind of beyond that and looking at more of like that compatibility piece as well. It doesn't have to be like bad behavior. It can be, you know, it takes time to get to know somebody. People can change their mind. Um, so that's like a huge one. And you, when you don't think like that, like just, you know, as a woman, like really thinking about like, what is the type of relationship that is right for me? Um, you know, what kind of went here? Like, what can I do differently next time? Like, um, you know, I didn't like this about this person. There's an incompatibility here. Like, you know, as I date, I will like, you know, think differently next time. Box theory, it's just like, oh, well, oops, box theory, like, ha, 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 like, I'm just going to fuck around. Um, and then the other part of that is it puts an entire two-way street into someone else's hands. It encourages mm -hmm. you to just, you know, float like a bag in the wind, just waiting for someone to pick you. Like, if you yeah. walk in, you say like, hey, like, this is me, this is what I'm about, this is what I'm looking for, um, then boxes don't exist. It's fucking ridiculous. And I think that kind of mindset just encourages women to just like float through life. I think the idea in any way that it's like a pro-women take, it's the most anti-woman take I have ever fucking heard. It is extremely pick-me. Um, and it encourages people to be a bag in the wind. I think it's a terrible take. And, you know, it's out there. Like, you know, 21-year-old women who are like, you know, new at dating are just like, yay, box theory, go tinks. Like, thanks for sharing this profound piece of advice. And I'm just like, fuck this. We gotta, we gotta rip this apart. So that's my take on it. I've, I could go on a rant about it all day. I agree. Where I come from, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Here's where it pisses me off is as being on apps. And it, and this is where the this is where I agree with you that it's an anti-woman take. Because <laughs> what I deal with, at, you know, being on apps is, and I hate the question, and you've also done a video on this. You have a video on a lot of things. <laughs> you did a video on this too. The, the, and you said it's a shitty question. And I think about it every single time. I think of your voice saying that every time a guy asks me, what are you looking for? And because it is, it is a shitty question and it does kind of perpetuate box theory in that mm -hmm. soon as I say, I'm looking for a relationship and the guy's like, oh, I'm just looking for something casual. I just want to hook up. And I'm like, in my head, and I, and I, I've, you know, played around with articulating this to guys in different ways, because it's like, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I don't know what kind of relationship I want with you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I meet you and you're like a complete asshole and I don't want to hook up with you or date you. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I meet you and you'd be a cool friend, but not anything more. Or mm -hmm. I, I would totally fuck you, but you would be the worst boyfriend ever. And I don't want a relationship with you. And so I struggle to like articulate that. of like, I don't want to put you in any box because I don't know you. But mm -hmm. as soon as, you know, the guy's like, oh, I just want to hook up and like, it just ends the conversation, which is fine at that point. But, but it, it's just, I think a lot of people like perpetuate that in their own dating habits or like, you know, dating app use habits. 
And I think part of that is that question. It's like, yeah, ultimately I am looking for a long-term relationship. I'm 29. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, and Mm -hmm. I want to end up getting married. I just don't know if that's with you. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like a lot of, a lot of people just are like one or the other. I'm either just looking for something casual or I'm just looking for a relationship. And I feel like you made a video about this too, with the talking about what's the definition of like looking for something casual. Mm -hmm. And you talked about that. You're like, some people are like somewhere in the middle of like, you know, once they meet the right person, you know, they'll totally be down with something serious. But if not, then they just want to keep it as a hookup. But I feel like when guys are, and girls too, like they just shut down the conversation as soon as you say, I'm looking for one or the other, that perpetuates box theory to me. Okay. Um, No, I I, I think like, if you, I think, yeah, I think it's it's less of like, what are what are you looking for? I think it's owning what you want. But I also think there's some element of like show, not tell. Uh, I think it's like, you know, going for like a real first date, you know, obviously you want something more serious, um, but also like asking for that in the form of showing, not telling. Because I think there's a lot of people too. And I think where, um, you know, there can be some disconnect. I think some of those guys that will end up saying like, I'm not ready for a relationship thought they were when they went in the first date. Like, I think a lot of guys like think they're being good people and want to be good people and they just yes. like write checks they can't cash um I agree so I, agree I think like that. yeah like I think it's a lot about to uh yeah like show showing not telling and asking asking for dates asking for the right dates and then I also think like you can't have both um you know no wasted time and then not losing people you have to pick one or the other it's either you're gonna lose people or you're gonna waste your time um and you you have to pick one to gain people you have to be willing to lose people I think, you know, a mature, a mature guy that, you know, is, is ready for something serious, not sure who's with, if you say something like, I, I've always gone, I would always go with like, you know, kind of what's the five-year plan. Um, and that would, that you can say that as a really casual question. And if that question doesn't come up, the date's probably not like going that well anyway. And then when he would come back to me, I'd be like, oh yeah, like, you know, married a few kids. And if a guy freaked out by that, you know, like, yeah, married, like a few kids, like that's a guy that that to me is is immature like I think a, a more mature guy who's seeing friends get married start families and whatnot like I, I never dated anyone younger for the most part uh it would just be you know they would say okay cool like 28 29 by 33 married with kids makes sense like maybe it's like you know maybe it's me maybe it's not like a guy who would hear that and go like oh my god she just wants to marry me right away like that's a guy who's just like socially unaware and immature and I don't want to date him anyway so I think like you know, having those like show, not tell, like, where do you want to be in five years? Like, obviously I'd start doing like the career stuff, like the ambition, but it would also be like, yeah, you know, I want a family married two kids. Like, and you take that as you will. Like that would usually be like a first, second date conversation. And I would always say that in a way that was fun, not scary, not like, Hey, so just so you know, I want to be married and two kids in five years. Like you can like weasel those into real good, natural conversations. I agree. And I do think it's all about being organic and just don't like, I think people put themselves into boxes. Like I'm definitely not like, like, that's my point is like, people just like want to put themselves in this box. Like, no. I must be like, and it's like, why can't you just like meet someone, have good conversation, learn about them, learn about their goals, learn mm-hmm. to like, you know, and it, unless you like, I just, I don't know. I mean, I think at this point in my life too, like I am just very tired of hookup mm-hmm. culture in general. So it's like, unless we're going to have some type of stimulating intellectual conversation about something, I, I don't mm-hmm. want to just like show up at your house and Netflix and chill and then go home. Like that just isn't even fulfilling to me personally. So if you want to put me in that box, that box and keep me there, I, I, yeah, fuck off. But like, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think people put themselves into boxes where it's like, no, like you should go after what you want. You should, and you should show, not tell that. And I think, like you said, it's super, it's super easy to tell, you know, if a guy is mature enough mm-hmm. to like want to have, uh, you know, sh- shared values of like, if that's your life goal is to be married with kids, like you, you know, you want someone that shares those values. And if you just want, uh, and if you're talking to a guy that just wants to be a forever bachelor, yeah, like that ain't it. You know, thank God, I guess. But like, I, I think because modern dating culture too, like, do you think all like this is this is my theory of why it it's be, it becomes perpetuated like this too. I feel mm-hmm. like dating apps are a big part of this as well, and I think people oh, yeah. <laughs> like perceive that they have all these options. Absolutely. Um, I think I. I mean, I can't stand the apps. I think. Um, yeah, I. I I haven't been on one in probably like seven months or so, but I think, I think first off, like if you're kind of this age, like 30, like we're, we're on the 10 year anniversary of Tinder right now. I think people are burned out. I think a lot of people are just throwing hail Marys because they figure like, I've got no social ties to this person. You know, if you, you know, back in the day, or if you meet someone through like a warmer connection, if you're a dickhead to someone, you have to see them again. Or like, you know, maybe you've got a mutual friend or something. You can't be a dick. Um, but on apps, like people just throwing Hail Marys. I think that's why you see just like you women, a lot of times we just go ahead and would, you know, turn the notifications off because there's a lot of matches. Uh, yeah. And then you go back on and then, you know, you've got someone that, you know, three days ago said hi, then you know, hi, 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 fuck you, bitch. And like, because there's no, you know, accountability piece to that. Um, so I think there's you know, people throwing Hail Marys thinking they have nothing to lose. Like, you know, might as well just ask, try to ask for something easy and, and hope for the best. Like, whatever like I think there's a lot of guys who are just bitter where it's just like oh like everyone's a bot anyway like there's a lot of women I think that's where you see like women you know writing a lot of like no hookups or something and just like writing these almost like very negative profiles because everyone's everyone's fucking tired of it like yeah it I mean it's it it it, it tires me out and I think and I've I've gone off on and off apps I took a year off almost Mm -hmm. a year like 11 10 11 months off apps completely and just and was totally single and Mm-hmm. Um, didn't pursue dating at all. And I came back to the, to the apps in August and mm-hmm. it was like, I I was like excited to come back to them. I was like, it's been a year. I had done so much like self personal growth. And like, I like, I was like, I know what I want and what I'm looking for. And not only that, but I'm ready for it this time. And, you know, I have gone through some like major major relationship woes and drama like over the last few years and so to take that year off I was like no like this is gonna be great and I it is just such like you can just tell people are tired and I think and and there is a lot of negativity like and even on the guys profiles too like it's not just oh yeah having negative profiles I mean oh my god you know I worked with a dating coach for Mm -hmm. about a year and and that was her big thing with with me and her other clients was like when you're making a dating profile like you need to be positive show not tell was one of her big you know oh, absolutely next two of like show who you are show mm-hmm. you know what kind of life you have and and you know talk talk about what you're looking for but but don't talk about what you're not looking for or what you don't like or oh, totally. You know what I mean? And I think that that is a really valuable piece of advice to take if you're going to pursue the apps. Because the other thing is, yes, the dating apps suck, but that is the way that people predominantly are meeting each other right now. Oh, totally. And I think, 
yeah, like there's there's a ble- there's you know the double edged sword to it where it's you get to meet people you would have maybe never gotten the chance to meet. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, especially if you're you're working from home or maybe like you're a woman working in a male dominated field, um, or like a or maybe you're a woman working female dominated field, male working male dominated field. You're not yep. like meeting a ton of people day to day. Um, I mean, it is great. Like my my best friend, I was just I was just a bridesmaid in her wedding. They met on Tinder, uh, so it is a way to meet people. I don't think it's for everybody. I think there's you know some people where the apps just don't show the best version of yourself. Like for me, I never liked them, and sometimes guys would just be like, "Well, you you probably get matches." It's like. No, I have a personality that either wins people over or it repels them. Um, and on apps, I'd look like every other bitch. Like, so I never liked it. Um, I was, I, I don't think I ever made a quality relationship on the apps, but that was just me personally. I think there's other people where it's like, I would have never, you know, it's not like they, they wouldn't have gone outside, like met this, met this person on their own, or maybe they're more of an introvert and like they, cho- you know, chose the right prompts, like found someone who was interested in like the same stuff. They made it a point that, their responses were unique so it wasn't just like you know what do you like to do for fun like I like to laugh or something they would put you know who's their favorite comedian like holy shit we've got a conversation to start here Mm -hmm. um like that so I think it it, they help some people and you know some people it's not for them but everyone's different and I think too though if you're single and you're really wanting to find someone Mm -hmm. like I you need you at least need to have some type of plan of how you're going to meet someone like you can't just sit there and wait for it to happen like you know you can't be a bag in the wind as you said yeah no (laughs) just like wait for them to show up and you know I I'm kind of like the person you were describing that I'm not I am obviously not an introvert I have a podcast but and I you know I have like one of those personalities that are fun in person but also I have a personality that comes across really well on my dating profile and I, you know, like I get a ton of matches and I get a lot of like really great conversation, mm-hmm. but I think for me and, you know, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about this on an episode about dating culture. I do notice a difference with my friends that are um, more conventionally thinner or like society standards and how men treat them on abs versus women that look that are curvier like I am and how we are treated on apps by men. And I get a ton of matches. I get, you know, a ton of guys talking to me, but it becomes sexual so much harder and quicker than it, a majority of the time than it does for my friends that are skinnier than me and I've talked to other women that like are thicker and they're like yep I have the same experience like people will message me the most disgusting shit and it's and like what it comes down to and what I believe is it comes down to is that they will totally have sex with us but they don't want to date us and so it's just like this egregious shit that like literally just I could I don't even want to (laughs) so gross but like I do think you know where I struggle with apps is just like the creepiness of some of these people um and like the safety thing like that's kind of like what I'm grappling with now is like making sure I'm safe like I have definitely been in situations with a guy where I'm like this is the beginning of a dateline episode like I need to (laughs) oh totally it's and that's like another factor of it too is like I don't know I'm someone who's just so terrified of being murdered I mean I've got like a whole story like I um ended up on a, a date with someone and you know like I I think it was uh yeah met dating app 
one of those where it was like, I was out already. Like I never liked to do the, like, are you out thing to start? But I think it was just something that sort of happened, like sort of texting, like, oh, we're both out. Um, went on a first date, you know, thought his name was, um, you know, something else. Um, and then we went to the movies, like went to, um, it was like in a, in a kind of like part of like a mall, went to like, it was a cheesecake factory or something. They had a beer before, um, he paid, showed his ID. I realized like, oh, he goes by his middle name. Um, I was, you know, had a, another date planned totally like forgot. I was like, oh shoot, I should probably run that background check. I have been verified. Like I run background checks on everybody. Uh, and then, you know, you should do the, that. You guys, you should do that. Do it. Trust um, me. 30, Trust 30 me. bucks a month. Yeah. 30 bucks a month. And I've been doing it for like two years. I will never cancel it. I use it for everything. Um, I, I should, I should get that membership. <laughs> it's worth it. Just send me names. I'll look it up. I, I've, I've missed my calling to be in the CIA, but, um, yeah, like, I think we had another date set up, like totally forgot about the whole, like the, the name thing. And it was, I was like, I think I was just killing time. So I, I you know, did a, did a search of like the, the full name. I think I did his, a search of his like middle name or like the name he was using more like colloquially and nothing came up like Turkey trot times from his like you know, Thanksgiving Turkey trot times or something. Um, pull it up. He had been on trial for rape. Oh my God. In 2012. Um, yeah. So on trial for rape was not convicted. He did it. I think he, um yeah if you go to yeah. trial you like yeah it's and really hard to get little... convicted for rape it's very yeah, hard like a lot of things that didn't it was something like in college but like there was a lot of like things about his story that just in, didn't add up like he played like college football and, like it's kind of like oh yeah like college football like I've dated football guys before like they take like six years to graduate but there was like a lot of stuff it was like oh yeah what's your story and it was kind of like just too much big. bouncing around yeah but not only that like four years later um he was you know arrested and convicted for this i think he was only on probation or something but took an uber to his ex-girlfriend ha- girlfriend's house broke in and beat up her and her new boyfriend in like 2016 when he was like 26 or something and okay. so like so there's a pattern yeah, of so, behavior yeah and so i was just like holy fuck like i just blocked him on everything and like i did not show up for that date like i don't know whatever ha- came of it but like i definitely had the thought in my mind like my friends were like oh are you just are you gonna tell him what you found i was like I don't know. Like, I'm just like, this is a situation where it's okay to ghost. So I did, but like you run into those with like dating apps. Like, it's just like, Oh yeah. You it's did. so fucking terrifying. People are so creepy and scary. And like, Oh, like I, so, I, I never liked him. So I know I told the listeners that when I went back into dating, that I wasn't going to tell a dating story from my like current time. Cause I, you know, I want to keep these guys identities protected, but I got it. I got to tell you guys this one. Cause it's very relevant to those. And it, has I've been fucked up about it for like <laughs> this happened to me this happened to me really recently like um Labor Day weekend so and we're filming we're filming recording this in October so of 22 so like this was like a month ago a month and a half ago I matched with a guy on an app like long story short we were it, we went on this really great date and we were hanging out the next day and my friend calls me in like a panic. And is like, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, I'm busy. Like, I'm, you know, like, I'm hanging out with this guy. Like, leave me alone, whatever. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, I, like, walk away for a second. Like, I have to talk to you. And she ended up doing a little background check on this guy on my behalf. I did not do one. I was just vibing with this guy from the second we matched. We had this amazing day. I was like, I just, I am in love. Like, I was, like, I was literally, like, on this high. And it turns out that... <laughs> He was um, potentially, well, no, not potentially. It was confirmed. He was in some type of white supremacy cult. Oh, fuck that. 
And so like, thank God he, it wasn't like, you know, something scary, like rape or something like that is really intense. But I was still, I still was like, who? And he was like, literally in my house, like hanging out with me. And I'm like, and I'm just like, like, I, I just play, I was like, I, I'll call you later. And I, you know, hung up on my friend and I was, and he's like, everything good. And I'm like, well, because I mean, you don't, at this point, I'm like, I don't know who this person is. So I'm not about to say anything or oh, yeah, no, call totally. them out. It's so fucking scary. I'm I was scared. I'm like, what if I have like, what if he's violent? Like I, I literally, I'm like, I literally don't know who this person is. And mm-hmm. I just got really carried away and in this, you know, really like great connection and like everything seemed great. And we had all this stuff in common and blah, blah, blah. And he seemed so safe on paper and like what I could, well, not on paper, but you know, what I didn't look, what I, you know, could see. And this was a lesson for me of like, I need to look people up and I need to do a background check. And that's not creepy. I'm sorry, but it it just isn't In, in this day and age as a female, like online dating, like it just isn't creepy to run background checks and Google people or whatever you need to do to make sure that you are being safe. And I, I did end up calling him out later. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. he went home and the next day I sent him this long message about like, what was, what I, you know, what we saw on the, you know, on the internet and whatever. And he did respond and like sent me this like long message about how like it really wasn't it was really like over exaggerated and he wasn't really actually in this call and like, whatever, he just kind of tried to play it off. But then he never contacted me again. Like, yeah, so like he go, ugh. and then like, he like ghosted me. I was like, Oh, okay. Like, can you give me some more information? Whatever. He ghosted me. And so it was just such a lesson for me. And like, okay. I, Cause I, I think for so many years I was so worried about being, and you listen to my story, you can, you'll know why, mm-hmm. but it's like, the crazy one or like, I don't want to like look obsessed or like a stalker or whatever. Like my ex-boyfriend, when I was in high school, like, like my high school sweetheart, whatever, Voldemort for all of you that know him, um, his mom used to joke around with me that I was, his mom was a bitch, that I was like a crazy, like I was a stalker. Like, you know, Katie's a stalker. It was like kind of like the running joke when I was like 16. So I feel just like no like I won't look him up like I'll just be like super you know cool I'll be cool girl that cool girl energy that is not the fucking vibe and that was you know this literally just happened to me and I'm like nope I'm done with that like I'm going to be telling like I'm going to be looking you up before we go on a date so that's just the way of it because I'm not going to get blindsided like that ever again totally yeah, no, trying to be the cool girl makes you the least cool person in the world because you start getting like frazzled, wondering what's going on and like yep. making your actions. Or, and you just wonder, what do they think? What do they think? And you just lose track of like, what do I think? Like, what turns me off about this person? It's just like, I'm so confused. It's like, no, be turned off by how they're acting. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, oh that's my a gosh. Huge and- thing. That's a huge thing. And it took me a really long time to shift my mindset about that. And I also think it comes down to, it's like, not only are you, should you be turned off, but it's like, be confident. And this was the lesson for me that really allowed me to kind of be in that energy of being turned off by a guy's behavior. It's like, it's okay. If you're single, it is okay. If no one has quote unquote chosen you yet, how about you choose someone that is a good match for you and you have not met them yet. And that is okay. Live your life, love your life, create a life that you like absolutely adore with a partner or without one. 
Exactly. I also think just being assertive isn't crazy. Like I have this citizen app every day and I think it's like this homeless guy. He like lives under the bridge. Every day I get a notification from there that there's a guy wielding a machete under the bridge. I get one every morning because I think there's just like some people just report it because he's just, yeah. I, I don't know what he's doing with it, but Terrible. there is a guy every day who I get a notification about wielding a machete. You woke up this morning. You didn't shit in the street. You're not wielding machete. You're a normal fucking person looking out for yourself. Like don't like the whole like I'm so crazy because I wanted to be safe and just like Google the name like yeah I mean like don't go like on their old Facebook and start going back to their prom pictures but like you like you're trying to take control of your life like yeah like I, I tell everybody like don't think like I'm so crazy like if you want to like if you ever like wonder if you're crazy just like go look for the guy with the machete under the bridge because you're not crazy yeah like we're not we're not we're not we're not women wielding fucking machetes like going to these dudes houses or whatever and yes you know, like on the background checks and stuff like sometimes you do get like more information mm-hmm. and you should or whatever that like you would expect to get like their address and you know like things like that that's like if you haven't you know established that you know I, I have a friend that you know has found out some really interesting information from background checks too but like you know past marriages DUIs you know all these different things mm-hmm. but at the end of the day like once you've been burned once maybe twice in, in in a really egregious way like you go out on a date with someone that's that was a rapist or someone yeah. that was in a cult or you know what I mean it's like no I am not putting myself in I'm not gonna sign up for a fucking episode of Dateline sorry yeah you know that I feel like a lot of guys just have no concept of that. Like I, I cannot tell you how much, how many times I have canceled first date plans because the guy wanted to reschedule and have me just come over and hang out. And I'm like, do you think you come to your house alone by myself? I've never met you. Yeah. Like I think for guys, it's like, they just, they like safety is not on their radar. And I think that causes a lot of disconnect with like the male female dynamic. Like Mm -hmm. I think like as they get old, like they mature, get older, they know, but like just things where it's like, oh yeah, like you know safety they just I think some are are aloof and like I think if some some throw like a an idea out there that just isn't you know just doesn't feel safe to you just like toss a new idea out just like assume like they they don't know just because it's like it doesn't even occur to them like if you tell them like you know sometimes it's like well I didn't do it it's like blame the murder shows it's not you blame the murder or the actual murders blame actual Ted Bundy like but Dahmer um, I mean you know I mean I know like he was gay but whatever I mean that's like some scary shit I mean, you exactly. think about that now. I, I literally unmatched I unmatched a guy the other day that had his whole Instagram feed with smoked meats. I was like, this is Jeffrey Dahmer energy. Like, you got to go. <laughs> yeah, like, I think there's there's definitely a disconnect. And I, I think, like, yeah, some guys, they, they take it personally. I think, like, as they start to date and, like, get to, like, understand women more. Because I think so much of this stuff, too, is, like, the guys that are really saying this stuff, like, why do women do this? Like, I'm so fired up. It's like, those are the guys that don't understand women. Like they're taking stuff personally. It's like, Hey, like, it's not you. Like they don't want to get murdered. Like the guys that are like more like mature, like figured out women, like kind of know they're like, okay, cool. Like it's reasonable that she's, you know, sticking, staying on the app, not giving me her phone number or not telling me her last name right away. Or like, you know, like doesn't want to like accept a ride from me to like this date or something. Like, I think some guys know that and they don't take that personally. Like a guy who's newer at dating, like they, they don't get it yet. No, and like, like it does. Like sometimes I feel like I have definitely offended guys, and I'm like, this is literally like a very basic dating safety thing. It has, it's nothing personal. It's not that I like you any less. Mm-hmm. Like we're vibing, but you, like as a female, like it is, you know, in this world we live in, it is our responsibility to 
stay safe and informed and (laughs) mindful. And I think too, like, and I love what you're doing of just breaking kind of these like stupid fucking stereotypes and these terms that are, I think honestly, like not, I think a lot of these terms are anti-woman, not just box theory, but you know, all of it. I mean, you know, ghosting, keeping it casual, hookup culture, whatever, 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 that people use these like ambiguous terms. I think all of it is, you know, an- is anti-woman. I do. And I think I-, I love that you're kind of combating some of that and like breaking it down. And it's like, no, this is what it is. And if someone's going on a date with you, you're dating them. <laughs> Exactly. And I, I really appreciate that. Like I, 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 yeah, I can't, I can't thank everybody enough for just the support. I think there's a lot of like fake female empowerment too, where it's like, pretend you don't care and stuff. And like this idea that like showing your feelings or being open about like what you want is somehow like weak. And so I think I've tried to like have this like almost like loud, like approach where like, I'll come yeah. in like wearing like my joggers or like combat boots and be like, no, own your feelings and trying Fuck to like yes. take that back. Cause there's so much of that, like fake empowerment, like, you know, pretend you're Samantha Jones when like it's something that hurts you. Like th- those are your feelings. Your feelings are real. Um, and I, I really hope to, you know, to show that with my content. Um, I think I'm also, I'm learning every day. Like I've learned so much from the people who, you know, follow me have, you know, shared the comments, have asked questions. And I mean, I'm, I'm learning too. Like we're all growing and learning people. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a dating content too. It's just such a, you know, volatile discussion like I keep things like part of the reason I did all the charts too was like I was kind of like ah you know I, I didn't want to share my personal life but I was also just like I, I didn't want to be as much of a character in the story like everyone in the world's like doing top five like points and stuff on TikTok mm-hmm. um, but like even with just like people can just get so person like people will just disagree they get personal too like but people yeah. are just you know they're on edge like people are frustrated they're fed up yes and I and I and you do I think all of your content really does kind of keep remind us that we're all human and we're like, no matter what kind of expert or what, what, you know, what kind of coach or therapist or creator or whatever you, you think of yourself as we, you know, we, we are all human at the end of the day and it isn't an emotional thing. And even like, you know, with your whole thing about, um, like body count was another example of like, you remind us like we're human, like Mm -hmm. stop fucking talking about people. Like they're not human. And that was like a really, honestly, I use the term, I've used the term body count for years and I watched that video and I was like, yeah, that is actually really shitty. It's a shitty way to talk about people. I do think like one thing that's kind of come up with that topic, I think the younger generation, because I've, I never heard that term. Like people, people, I definitely remember in college people like being more hung up on like, how many people have you had sex with? But like, um, I I think I the when the one the the what's his face got popular the the angry dude um that is canceled um that was the first time I started hearing body count Jake and, Paul no the 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 bird Andrew Tate oh oh yeah that's when I first started hearing that term or maybe it was like man on the street interviews like people we didn't use I didn't know the term like I was just like what the fuck like I feel, are like, people I, running on I feel like I knew them from Greek life like I was in a sorority in college and I feel like yeah, that's same. like when I, I think, first started hearing about it so a long time ago yeah maybe it's just California we were using different words for it but like I body count was a new word for me um and so it's I, a I shitty term it from, though it is it's shitty oh my god yeah that's, <laughs> that's like, the, why are we why are we using those why are like no shitty way to talk about people i do think younger generation is talking about it like it sounds like from what it sounds like it's like dudes are just like casually asking about it like on like a first date or running around with microphones sticking it in people's face like that is extremely crude like what the fuck are you doing like 
It, it, it is. It is. And I feel, and I, until I saw your video about it, honestly, I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I've done, I've done that. And I remember my ex-boyfriend, I asked him, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I maybe had used the actual term. Like, what is your body count? But I asked him like, months into us dating like what how many people have you had sex with and he was like so offended that I asked him that and I think there's a balance of like I think if you're in an exclusive relationship I do think it's an acceptable question to ask but I don't think it's an acceptable question to ask randos on the street <laughs> it's, it's, it's crude like it's like yeah so, and no. like some people are just like well men care like it, that's what's so volatile about it like if that like the one video I did and somehow like it came up again because I was doing like a behind the scenes someone's like is that like a spreadsheet I was like no, I took a survey and I have a t- had a tab that like had the results of that survey. Like, it's not about like, I would never like, I don't do it. I do a lot of spreadsheets about things and money, not people. Um, I think it's, that'd be a weird thing to do. And so like, then somehow it came up again. Then, you know, of course, like it, you say that phrase and it just brings a brigade of people who are so emotional. And I think like anyone can have any deal breaker. Anyone can have any preference, like care about it all you want. But like at the same time, like my personal preference is that people who use the phrase body count and are obsessed with it are weird people who are out of touch with reality, who are asking the wrong questions. Like that is a person to me who is socially unaware. Like, how do I know that if I were to bring you to a wedding that you wouldn't be like weird or rude to other people there because you are asking inappropriate questions. Like, just like you can be turned off about the fact that I don't like that question, or, you know, you can assume that everyone who doesn't answer that question has some kind of unacceptable answer. That's your prerogative. But like, it's a vulgar question and anyone who asks me that question or anyone else that question, like unironically, like I want nothing to do with like they're crude and rude. I, and I, I, I appreciate like the, that it gave, it gave me pause to reflect. And I think it's just another great example of the content that you're making that it, that it really is pro woman. It's like acknowledging your feelings, acknowledging that we're human, acknowledging that it's not acceptable to be crude and rude. And I feel like modern dating and hookup culture has continued to perpetuate that. And with what you're doing and gaining this following on TikTok, like, you know, a really simple social, well, it's not simple, but you know, a social media platform where you're making these videos and you start out doing it for fun. You know, it it's awesome to watch you grow and, and, you know, really help people think about some of the shit that really does impact their lives, how they, you know, interact in relationships. And I think that's really inspiring and really cool. So thank you. Keep doing it. <laughs> thank you. I, I really appreciate it, Katie. And I like, I can't, I can't thank you enough for having me on here and, and kind of and going through everything uh, with me. Like, yeah, I, I love what you're doing. Like, I, I listen to a few episodes, and um, oh, yeah, I appreciate like that. Yeah, uh, I'm on. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really fl- like truly flattered and and humbled by the support, and I, I hope to stay humble. Like, I think one thing I'm bringing to everything is just like salt of the earth people. You know, we're not just not just like influencers who are you know out of touch with reality using their Raya and their you know like whatever yes. debutante balls, whatever the fuck they're doing. I don't know. <laughs> no, we're but. real everyday people. And that is what, bitch, you need to hear this is. It's celebrating the lives and the stories of everyday women. And you do talk about these things from the perspective and the lens of an everyday woman. And this is what modern dating in 2022 is truly like for the everyday woman. So you guys, if you're on TikTok and if you're not on TikTok and you're like anti-TikTok, like, fuck you. My, My dad is on TikTok and he's 66 years old. Like, get the fuck on there. It's a great app. <laughs> just be, you know, like just get set like screen time limits for yourself or something because you'll get sucked in and be on there for like, like two hours straight like me. But 
Um, definitely get on TikTok and follow Charlotte at welcome to the peasant party. And her whole handle is because she, you know, she's like not trying to set herself up like these debutante, you know, out of touch women. Like she's just, she's just like us and, um, your content's so fun. And I I'm going to continue to share your charts with my friends. And then I'm sure one of these days I'll send something to a guy. <laughs> Go for it. Please do. I, I, I truly appreciate like every, any kind of shares, likes, follows, like it, it's, it's an honor. Um, so yeah, I can't thank you yes. enough. Yes, absolutely. Is, is, and TikTok's the only place we can find you. You're going to be getting on YouTube. You said trying to do YouTube. I've, I've started to put stuff on like an Instagram account, but it's really just like, just for people that maybe aren't on TikTok trying to throw things on reels. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm working, I, I got one of those like YouTube cameras. So it's starting to expand awesome. um, a little bit and then just like have like some fun, like collaborations coming up. So hoping to grow, I'm really enjoying it. Um, Yay, yeah. And I'll, I'll so keep in the loop on anything. Yeah. I can't wait. I like, I think YouTube really will be a good space for you. So I'm really yeah. excited uh, to watch your YouTube and like maybe some longer, like longer than three minute content <laughs> even about some of these things. Cause I could talk to you all night about different dating things. I mean, there's like just so much to say. So, um, keep an eye out for that. And I'm going to be plugging you on Instagram. So if you don't have TikTok and you're like anti-TikTok, you're fucking lame, but I will link charlotte's instagram stuff so you can watch some reels I, you guys got to get a visual for what we're talking about like you do got to see these like charts and graphs it's it's pretty cool i will tease some on the instagram too i'll repost some of her stuff so you know what we're talking about but thank you again for being here and becoming a part of the bitch need to hear this community it is a lovely tribe of ladies who i know can really relate to this and really appreciate it so thank you again Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you to everyone listening. Awesome. All right, ladies. Until next week, this has been another week of Bitch Need to Hear This. And next week, I'll have a, we'll have a story next week and a lovely lady here to share her resiliency story. And I can't wait for it. So until next time, this has been Bitch You Need to Hear This. <laughs>